Well, hello, it's JC and You Made New Podcast, episode eight of our season on food and faith-based eating and everything that you didn't think we were going to talk about <laughs> instead of calories and carbs. We're diving deep. And guess what? Yes, today will be more. In fact, I have a confession to make. Um, a lot of times when I I come up with notes for a, a podcast, I've been peripheral and the, the subject kind of comes together. A lot of times it's stuff that I've taught a lot that I've, I've spoken about or used in my coaching with clients or done myself and gone over and gone over. I'm telling you what, this week's new. This week was for me. So if it doesn't apply to you, then that's why. Because <laughs> it, it, it was the Lord saying, JC, it's time. We got to deal with this. And guess what? I'm going to share it because I'm betting that I'm not the only one. This one was personal. This was new, new concepts for me. Um, similar to things I've been through before, but man, I love when he wakes you up to a new perspective that adds a fresh vision to the journey that you're on. And that's what I'm hoping today will do. Um, before I even talk about what the subject is or anything, it's funny. I, I'll just share how I got there. I was really pondering after last episode, the 12 steps, I was just still in that space going over that and, and thinking a lot about the connection between the gospel and those steps and how important they are. And found a wonderful book. In fact, my husband uses, he's a coach as well. He uses this author a lot in his coaching and he's a friar. He's a Catholic friar. And, and the book is, um, well, the author is Richard Rohr, R-O-H-R. And so as he, my husband and I got talking and he was telling me some of this stuff and I found out about this book and I bought it on Amazon. I went, oh, I want to read that because the book is about taking 12 steps and applying. And he says in the book, they are the gospel. It's just a different way to see it, but it is the gospel. Those steps that you go through in the 12-step program are the steps of conversion, of transformation. So again, I wasn't studying this for the podcast. <laughs> I was just in there, you know, when you're just driven to just learn more. And I was just intrigued by the idea. So I grabbed this book and started going through it. And to just a couple of days ago, boy, this author nailed some stuff that was um, kind of convicting for me. That took me into a place mentally where I have been pondering for days. So you're going to come with me. <laughs> I'm going to read you some things and see what you think. See if maybe this doesn't speak to you as well. Uh, he was making the point, which again, it doesn't really have anything to do with our topic, but I'll show you why it does. <laughs> he was making the point in one of his chapters. Again, the book is called Breathing Underwater by Richard Rohr. He was talking about how the true transformation of self is threefold. It's our head, our heart, and our body. It's in all three places that there needs to be healing, change, renewal, um, our opinionated head where we're stuck in places. And that's what we did in season two, right? With the healing of the mind. But heart, emotions, spirituality, our spirit, the closed down heart. He talks about how that needs to be opened up and transformed. But then he also started talking about the body element of it. Now, if you know my work at all, I mean, I've written a book on body image. I've done quite a bit of speaking and teaching on that. So the idea of the body as part of this process wasn't new to me, but he said some things that gave it a new flavor. Let me, let me share a few quotes. One, one was um, key 
as he made the point of how important it is to have all three of these areas involved in the process of transformation. And I please know, I believe this applies to our journey with food. I'm not going off on a tangent. I promise I'm going to tie this in. I promise you. He says, honestly, it takes major surgery and much of one's life to get head, heart, and body to put down their defenses, their false programs for happiness, and their many forms of resistance to what is right in front of them. This is the meat and the muscle of the whole conversion process. And so I was just caught up in that and was like, yes, I agree with him and just really loving some of the things he was writing. Then as he broke down those three sections, I got to the area where he talked specifically about the body. And, and a couple of things really struck, struck me. He says, number one, I want you to, you know, the idea of paying attention because he says the body never seems to stop offering its messages. But fortunately, the body never lies to us, even though the mind will deceive you constantly. And boy, if you've followed my podcast, we've talked about how the mind can be deceitful. But I loved the idea of the body is trying to give you messages as well. The body never lies to you. It will tell you what it needs if you're tuned into it. The problem is a lot of us aren't. A lot of us aren't. Now listen to what he says. This is my point for today's podcast. He says, for many of us, the body is more repressed and denied than even the mind or the heart. The body is like the ignored middle child in a family unit, he says. And so now it's having its revenge. There's so much compulsive eating, anorexia, addiction. He kind of goes into that, that area. The body is like the ignored middle child in a family unit. And it's often more repressed and denied than the mind and the heart. So that I was just, it stopped me in my tracks. I want you to think for a minute with me. Let's, let's roll back a little bit to some things we talked about in the first season. And if you didn't listen to that, don't worry. Um, just on the idea of the messages our, our culture sends, especially to women about what the body is supposed to look like. That cultural standard that is shouted at us from every corner. And we know, I mean, even if you didn't go through those episodes with me, you know what those messages are. You see them on Instagram, you see them on the billboards by the freeway. Like, But here's my question. What has those messages done to number one, the way you see your body, the way you view it? I mean, that's a pretty easy answer for a lot of us. How many women hate parts of their body, their entire body, self-condemnation, hatred, disgust, because as we compare it to that awful, impossible standard, there's all these negative emotions. But then I went one step further in my pondering. How has that body image, that, that compulsion to reach that standard, what has that done to my relationship with food? Number one, right? Because I have constantly dieted and starved and tried to manipulate my body to get it to look like that image and doesn't want to because it wasn't made that way. And so what have I done to my body by my use of food to try to manipulate it into looking like that image because I got sucked into that message? But here's the, the, the second question. What have those messages done to the way you have treated your body over the years? 
I, I just want you to think about, I suddenly, I just had a wake up call. Now, I, I know I've talked a lot about metanoeo in different episodes. I've talked about it in different online courses. If you have not heard me mention that yet, it's the Greek word for repentance in the New Testament. Whenever the Lord says repent, repentance, whenever anyone teaches that, it's the word metanoeo. It's a Greek word. And all it means is to adopt a new view, to change your mind, change your thinking. And I'll tell you what, this week has been a week of metanoeo for me, of repentance, as I have thought about the way I've treated my body over the years. I think the biggest thing that hit me was how often I let the concerns of my mind and my heart, the hungering of the mind and the heart, the unfulfilled longings, the stress, the how often did I let let those pulsing needs from inside me cause me to mistreat my body in an attempt to soothe my mind and heart? All that binge eating comfort eating, stress eating. I would stuff my body with things that weren't good for it, that were causing all kinds of problems. And I didn't even care. I didn't even think about because I wanted so much to soothe that inner cry, that inner void. And I was using food to do it. Never, ever did it cross my mind that the body was like the middle child, that forgotten middle child. I wasn't even caring what my coping mechanism was doing to my body. I didn't even take it into consideration. I mean, other than the fact that occasionally when I would gain weight, I would be concerned about a bigger size on the scale and that my clothes weren't fitting. But in terms of my hormones, my energy, my, my brain function, my body processes, and the fact that I wasn't given my, giving my body the nutrients it needed to function, I was instead letting my body be thrown under the bus so that I could satisfy some supposed stress or comfort or boredom. And I let my body pay the price for, for that need that I supposedly had to have filled. I, I don't know. Think about it. I don't know how, how well I'm explaining it, but boy, this has been cause for contemplation with me. I found a scripture. I was really looking for verses that kind of spoke to this. And and this is a unique idea. I didn't find a lot like that, but boy, one stuck with me. It was Romans 1 24. It's not even about eating. I know I do that a lot, but it was talking about sexual immorality, but Paul used the phrase. He was talking about those that make the choice to give into that sexual appetite, how they dishonor their bodies. They dishonor their bodies. That was the King James. And man, I was sitting there thinking, oh, wow, how often by giving into my physical appetite for emotional and mental needs, for some addiction also that my body was um, biting, how often have I dishonored my body? Another word for dishonor is abuse. I've abused this sweet um, gift This vehicle the Lord has given me to experience life. I could not be on this earth experiencing life without this body. It's what lets me see and hear and smell and taste. It's what lets me process the world around me. It's what lets me love and and experience relationship. And this beautiful body that he's given me, and I abused it for the sake of meeting 
those deeper needs that felt so compelling at the time. Now, again, I'm not going to a place of shame over this. I just, I just was coping the best that I could at the time. And I get that. I'm not going to go to beating myself up over this, but I do, um, I am feeling good about the idea that I need to repent even more of how often I dishonor my body because of some compulsion or craving or obsession that I think that I need. I mean, I'm past my sugar addiction, but I still can eat for emotional reasons now. And I have dishonored my body when I do that. I thought of, I thought of two different ways we can do this. I think sometimes we make our body our enemy. It becomes our flat out enemy. And so we, because we're trying to fit it to a cultural standard, that size two that all the models on the red carpet are, we, our body becomes our enemy. We hate it because we, we loathe it because it does not fit the standards. So we abuse our bodies by all anorexia, bulimia, um, disordered eating, yo-yo dieting to try and get our body to fit this standard that it was not created to be in. So I've abused it. I've made it the enemy. I've hated it. I've stood in fitting rooms and just <sighs> said so many terrible things mentally about this part of my body or that. It's become my enemy, this beautiful gift. Oh, do I not need more repentance? Metanoeo, a shift of mind on how I see my body and how I treat it and elevating the needs of my body up with those of my mind and my heart so that my body isn't always the one taking the fall because I'm stressed or I'm bored or I'm, I'm, you know, have some kind of emotional breakdown. And so my body pays the price because I think I need to eat to, to fill that. But then my body has so many consequences from those choices. Um, I also was thinking about, okay, maybe the body doesn't feel like our enemy, but another element for me is that I've kind of been a stranger to my body. When he said in the, in that book that I was just quoting, when he talked about the body sends messages, if we'll listen, it's telling us what it needs, but how often are we a stranger? We're not listening to fullness, hunger. We're not listening to our body having a breakdown. We just drink more caffeine and our body's just saying, I'm so tired. I need you to take better care of me. I'm done. My digestion's wrecked. Your body is telling you changes need to be made, but we're a stranger to those messages. We're just in our head about it. We take more pills, more medication to kind of quiet those messages when actually the body's crying out for more self-care. I'm not saying medication is bad. I'm, there are times when medication is God-given. Please don't take that the wrong way. But I've had so many in my office, medicine, medicine, eight, nine, ten prescriptions. But the diet has never changed. The soda, gallons by the day. And the body's crying out. The symptoms are crying out. And we haven't honored our body, respected, esteemed, given attention to this gift and the messages it's trying to, to send us, we've dishonored the body like Paul was saying. Just because our mindset was shifted away from honoring the body and more toward meeting needs that are very real. Yes, they're real. Yes, we go through a lot and we need some way of coping. But the Lord offers us 
a way of coping that honors, that allows our body not to be abused in the process. That allows us to shift our thinking so we see this beautiful gift for what it is, no matter the size and shape, we begin to look at it with a new perspective that my self-care of my body, the nutrients and foods and liquids I put in my body, that I begin through the power of the Lord and through his grace and empowering me to do so, to break addictions, to break old habits, to break old patterns, that I begin to honor my body through, number one, the way I feed it and care for it. The foods that I give it, we think, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time to cook like that. I don't have time. I've, I've said that. I've heard others say that. <laughs> but again, it shows a dishonor. I don't, an abuse for something that needs care. I saw, I heard a nutritionist say once, she said, you know, people always tell me that they value their health, that it's a very important priority in their lives. But she says, you think about it. Often we take better care of our cars than we do of our body, our cars, our homes. Man, is that not a need for metanoia, for a shift in our thinking? So number one, the shift in understanding that this is a godly priority to feed and care for the inside of my body in a way that supports a healthy weight that's right for me body functioning that's right for me, hormones that are balanced, blood sugar that is balanced, digestion that is working and balanced, energy levels, adrenal level levels, support for all of those body systems by, by giving it the right gas, giving it the right fuel. This is a respect issue. This isn't just about losing weight. So often we just make all of our diets about a smaller size in our genes. We don't care so much about we just don't think about the body's impact. Just, just get smaller. That's all I care about. But I've had thin people in my office whose bodies still were crying out for more self-care, for more tenderness. And I'm, not, I'm trying really hard not to be judgmental because I am the queen of all of this. I've spent years stuck in these patterns. I've definitely come a long way from where I used to be. Definitely. But there are still days where I can overeat because I'm tired and I just want it. It's healthier. I'm not binging on ice cream like I used to, but I can do it with healthy food where the body still becomes that forgotten middle child. The messages my body are trying to send me about what it needs are being repressed and denied and I'm not honoring it. So there's the twofold. One, how we care for our body and then part of it, which is not as much about this season, but that's why I've also included in other episodes and other seasons, the need to have our outside of our body honored and loved and embraced so that we see the body, the way we look, the shape, the size, the eye color, the hair, the insides, the outsides, all shifted metanoia. So we see it as a gift. So that new foundational belief is what begins to fuel the way we approach how we eat. This is a core foundational issue where if we don't look at the ways we're abusing and dishonoring our body, the ways we're allowing it to suffer for the sake of some emotional fix that we need or mental fix, the M&Ms are helping us soothe for the moment. 
if we don't understand the impact on our body and embrace and respect that, um, then we're not going to have the true healing as we move forward in our food journey that we need. We're not going to be able to have the true metanoia, the true um, shift where the body is brought into that trifecta that Richard Bohr was talking about, the heart, the mind, and the body. It's not the forgotten child anymore. It is embraced. Gratitude for it. Um, care for it. The way that we're constantly trying to care for our emotional state and our mental state, the physical state, it's all intertwined and interbalanced and... As I was debating or thinking about this, I thought of a, um, an Instagram post that my daughter posted a few weeks ago, and I might get emotional. This just means the world to me. You can guess, and I've said this before, we've had a lot of dialogue in our home about body image and weight and food and size. And she, we had all gone to the lake and my daughters, my two youngest are 21 and 20. And of course they had their phones out and they were taking lots of fun pictures to post from the lake, from our little adventure with paddle boards. And we just had fun. And the next day, um, uh, I see a post go up with my daughter from the lake, but then I started to read what she wrote and sorry, this is going to get me. It was just so tender for me, but she said it like this. And I think it's a perfect way to close up this episode. It says, this is my body. It's a picture of her in her swimsuit on the paddleboard. This is my body. She is healthy and happy and beautiful and does so much for me every single day. So why in the world was I still even slightly insecure to post these pictures? She says, I hate society so much for making us think we need to hate our bodies if they, we don't, if they don't, if we don't look the way they want us to. Then she said, oh gosh, I'm so sorry. Then she says, I have lots of curves and a soft tummy that rolls when I sit down. And guess what? That's normal. It's good. Those arms have hugged so many people I love. Those legs have taken me so many fun places. And that little tummy is going to carry my sweet baby someday. So here's a reminder to be kinder to yourself and give lots and lots of love to the body that God gave you. So with my sweet girl's words ringing in your ears, let me just share that same passion that this week be a week, oh, sorry, of pondering and contemplating how you've treated this sweet gift, not to where we go to a place of shame and guilt, but a place of repentance where we fall on our knees and beg for the help to allow the Lord to help us honor and respect and embrace and celebrate this sweet gift. Yes, they're mortal. Yes, we have bodies that don't work perfect and don't look perfect. But that doesn't mean we can't absolutely celebrate the joy of having a body and treat it well. That's a learning curve. I know it took me years to come out of addiction, to begin to break the mental patterns of emotional eating. But let this concept of respecting our bodies and, and listening to the messages of our bodies fuel you this week so that it doesn't become the forgotten child, but it is valued just as much as your other needs in your life. Thanks for joining me. I hope this is a blessing to you this week and that you have some time to give that food for thought and to say a prayer of gratitude for your body. Thanks so much.